the mental health coach, who am I? Well, let me take a moment and tell you who I am. I'm a survivor, a life coach, a counselor, multiple doctorate degrees and certificates and certifications, and someone who has had their fair share of trauma and abuse. I am also a student of coaching, which helped me to rebuild my life brick by brick. I am Angela Seabrooks, and I'm here to support you as we unpack the baggage that's been weighing you down. Let's get started. Welcome back to The Mental Health Coach. As I'm working with individuals who are navigating the end of their relationships, I'm often presented with a common goal they're seeking, which is reaching a point of closure. So I thought I would use this episode to unpack closure versus acceptance, with hopes that it will help you avoid the heavy cost that closure can extract. You see, it's human nature to seek answers for things that are outside of our control and to complete a storyline or a narrative that may be running through our minds. Sometimes, seeking accountability or confirmation may drive us to strive for the elusive concept of closure. Now, if you're trying to define closure, it's usually associated with the end of a debate or closing of an institution. We use the concept in connections with relationships because we're seeking an understanding. Now, the challenge with seeking closure or the end of a debate is that there's another individual associated with the relationship that has ended who may or may not respond to your need for finality, your need for answers to what went wrong, your need for accountability. I was working with my client, who we'll call Susan, who came to me for support after ending a relationship of five years. Now, Susan said that she and her partner had grown more distant over the years and just had stopped nurturing the relationship. She described the relationship as being very strong in the beginning, but just said they reached a point where they argued all the time. He had begun to spend more days away from home week after week. After one final argument, he moved out and the relationship was over. At the point that Susan came to me for support, they had not spoken in three months. Susan was navigating a lot of anxiety for a variety of stressors and felt that not having an understanding of what went wrong was also contributing to her anxiety. She wanted closure. She wanted one more conversation with her ex to get all of her questions answered so that she could move on. This is a common misconception for most of my clients seeking closure, that they will have a final discussion and leave with all of the answers they're seeking, or some accountability from their partner. This thought can come with a high price, particularly if you're unable to move on and replaying scenarios in your mind. You see, this thought is full of expectations for the conversation. Expectations that your partner will participate in the discussion. Expectations that the answers will give you some sort of clarity on what went wrong or expectations that your partner will apologize. And if your partner had a narcissistic personality, this will never happen. I'll unpack personalities in another episode. This misconception of closure can leave an individual in limbo and unable to move forward because there's a sense of having unfinished business. 
with my clients questioning whether or not they want to try to have a final discussion. The first question I explore is, what is the purpose of the discussion? If my client has some things they need to say with no expectations of a specific response, then the conversation may be worth having. For example, I was working with a client who we'll call Karen, who struggled with trust and challenges with self-sabotage, which was developed years before her current relationship. Now, Karen spent much of her relationship pushing her partner away until the relationship eventually collapsed and came to a very emotional end. As Karen worked through her past pain and trauma, she felt she needed to apologize to her former partner because of the impact her issues had on the failure of their relationship. She eventually decided she wanted to send him an email to share her thoughts and apologize, since she did not want to intrude if he'd moved on. You see, Karen had reached a place of acceptance instead of closure. You reach acceptance when you acknowledge your circumstances without judging it as good or bad. It just simply is. When you recognize that there are some things that are outside of your control and you stop trying to control them. You reach acceptance when you're able to evaluate the end of a relationship and identify the good things that occurred within it that you would like to see in your next relationship. You reach acceptance when you're able to engage in introspection and identify the things that you may be leaving behind that are no longer serving you, identifying the areas of growth you achieved during the relationship, as well as the areas where more growth is needed to enter a healthier relationship in the future. Reaching a place of acceptance does take time. So it's helpful if you give yourself some grace. Feel whatever emotions you need to feel. As did my client Susan, the first one I discussed. Susan shed quite a few tears and struggled with the thought that her partner didn't fight for the relationship. But she ultimately decided that she did not need to try to have another discussion. Instead, she focused on the type of communication she wanted to see in her next relationship to avoid the distance that developed between her and her partner. One tool that has helped my clients reach a place of acceptance has been journaling. Not the traditional first-person journaling, which I call a brain dump, where you have a laundry list of your thoughts. I had a rough day. I'm stressed about work. I'm frustrated, and so on. It's journaling to yourself and engaging in mindfulness to keep you grounded in the present. Susan, I know you had a rough day, but let's talk about how you're feeling right now. Or Susan, I know that breakup was rough, but let's talk about what you want to take from it. You see, you're having a very authentic conversation with yourself, which can help you process through what emotions surfaced and how you want to move through them. Remember, being grounded in the present, not stressing about the past or creating scenarios about the future is the most effective way to reach acceptance. The most effective way to move on. Stay tuned for our next episode as we continue to unpack it.